Welcome to the Homeschooling Family Podcast by Teach Them Diligently. Here we discuss marriage, parenting, discipleship, homeschooling, and everything else that comes into play when you're following God's plan for your family. We are David and Leslie Nunnery, and on today's podcast, we are joined by Israel and Brooke Wayne as we discuss parenting through the quarantine, or really any other unusual or crisis situation you may find yourself in. You'll get some great insights on issues that you may be dealing with with your younger kiddos as well as your older ones. We're so glad you're here. So let's dive right in. with the Waynes. Very, very excited. Let's dive in. We have Brooke and Israel Wayne joining us all the way from Michigan. Brooke, can you guys, can you and Israel just introduce yourselves a little bit? I think most of our people know who you are, but we've got so many new people tuning in now. Can you tell us who you are, what your ministry is? And then we're going to start talking about parenting and quarantine and disruptive times. Yes. Well, I'm so glad to be able to join you, Leslie and David. It's sure fun to be able to interact like this, especially as we're at home. So my name is Brooke, and this is my husband, Israel, Israel Wayne. And so we've been married for 21 years. We were both actually homeschool grads. Israel's family began in 1975, and my family began in 1983. So our background is being homeschooled basically all the way through. Wow. So when we married, it was just unspoken that we're going to homeschool our children. We just saw that as the best model for discipling our children in the Lord. And God's given us 10 children. We have our oldest is nearly 20 down to a 14 month old. And so they just give us so much pleasure and so much joy and uh, help us grow a lot. The so refining we- powers of those young children is just amazing, isn't it? Yes, it sure is. So we've been uh, working with Family Renewal is a company that we started together and along with Israel's sister, Sony. And Family Renewal is a ministry seeking to really encourage families to think biblically. We want to help families be able to raise their children to be brought up in the Lord, be people prepared for the Lord, like Luke 117 talks about. So that's our mission. Basically, a lot of that comes out in expression of encouraging families in home education in their discipleship process having a biblical worldview and then some things just like having our hearts focused on the lord yeah absolutely well israel you know what is and i know that you are out on the road an awful lot um except for right now of course when none of us are on the road um but how do your travels you know how does all of the fact that you're on the road road play into the ministry that brooke was just talking about Sure. Well, we have a couple of different dynamics. One is where we travel together. Uh, This last year, we actually did a road trip where we were on the road for nine weeks together, road schooling, if you will, (laughs) and just living uh, on the road. We have a 15-passenger van and a 14-foot cargo trailer that we haul our books and our luggage in, and uh, just living out of hotels and staying in homes and eating a lot of fast food and it's, uh, it's, 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 it's as as possible. I'm sure. (laughs) Sounds wonderful. Life. I got to say it's interesting life, but you know, there are, there are a lot of times that we've done every variation of it with my travel where, you know, I'll do fly dates and just go to a weekend away and come home or, you know, we'll do drive dates. I'll take maybe one or two of the kids along just to get some one-on-one time and we'll be gone four or five days uh, but if it's going to be an extended period, we try to go together as a family. I, I think overall, uh, 
times like this. Now, uh, about seven years ago, when we started Family Renewal, uh, I came home. Before that, I had an office outside the home, and I would just go to work like everybody else and then come home. And seven years ago, when I started Family Renewal, we brought the office home. And so that's been a different dynamic. Uh, I'm trying to work in the space where we're living, yeah. which is what a lot of people are doing now, right? Yeah, They've been forced exactly. to do it. Everybody's doing now, but yeah, it is definitely and, a different dynamic. And we homeschool. So, so, so interestingly, like this, um, this dynamic of us being quarantined is really the normal for us uh, when we're not traveling because I'm home doing work from home and then we homeschool. I, th I think the difference for us in this particular dynamic is that we have activities that we're often a part of, the children in particular, that they can't go do now. And so uh, sometimes I try to get some of my productivity stuff done <laughs> without uh, the noise. just because of the noise, right? We have 10 children. We all live in one house. And just to have brain space. Yes. So I think my productivity has gone down significantly during this, this uh, I guess we're not calling it quarantine, but here in Michigan, it's pretty close to that, yeah. you know, from a legal standpoint. Like you get fined if you leave your house and you don't have an important reason to be out. So it's pretty close to quarantine. But, yeah. but with the social distancing, I feel like it's that's been a struggle for us. I think as a lifestyle, when I'm home, we are far less efficient. We're far less productive than when I'm gone. Yeah. Uh, when I'm gone, it's like Brooke really gets into a routine with the kids and gets on a schedule with schooling and all that. You guys are okay, I'm massive ADD. <laughs> and when I'm trying to work, like if there's something that's burning uh, on my mind, like I just uh, will go interrupt whatever they're doing and be like, hey, I need these papers and I forgot about this. We're supposed to have this in on Friday. And like, you know, I'll just totally disrupt their their lifestyle. So I think in some ways, uh, this is probably what a lot of people are experiencing this week where, you know, mom is used to dad being away at work and they're doing school and they kind of have their routine and now dad's home and it's like everything's, you know, all messed up and the kids aren't going to their regular stuff. So they're, they're stir crazy. And so we're kind of experiencing that sort of, cabin fever a little bit here and we live in michigan too and it's been too cold like we've had uh, temperatures in the 30s here a oh. couple of days oh and so it's really been too cold for the kids to go out and do stuff outside much so it's been an interesting uh dynamic i think we're yeah. we're all a little bit crabby and a little <laughs> yeah. grumpy and we have a, a girl who's uh, a daughter who's uh, having some health issues right now and so we're doing a lot of caregiving with that and so it's yeah, we, we feel this, the kind of the strain of the yeah. of the situation. So I, I think in some ways, while we would just normally be rolling along, I think we, we are to some extent, we're yeah. feeling the squeeze of this, I, I think, a little bit too, yeah. and can identify a bit with what some of the other families are that, that where this dynamic's new for them. Yeah, yeah I, I think that, uh, and you were talking about this this routine that you guys are usually in during this time, and I I got up or, or last night. We were in the house, and I was like, "What is what day is tomorrow? Is it already Friday?" It's like, oh, and it's like you just feel like you're kind of floating. Yeah, and uh, we're sleeping a little later. Um, yeah. You know, and we don't even really want to. I like to actually kind of get up early, um, yeah. and it's really hard to get up early right now. Yeah, it's um, it's very strange how. Profoundly, this has so, impacted so you know, just your normal. There's kind of this floating type feeling yeah. where you're just kind of going from one thing to the next and you're floating. You don't have a routine. Everything is off. 
And yeah. Yeah, you get kind of crabby as well because you're thinking, hey, uh, let's go out. Uh, what can we do? And so we're like, let's go for a walk. And we look out in the on the streets and the rest of the neighborhood is walking around. Because it's they, beautiful here problems. in South Carolina. Yeah. It's really nice here. The weather. Yeah. Not to rub it in. Yeah. Not to rub it in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll yeah, send well, you a picture of our sky later, though. So, you know, um, but but yeah, and actually there's a lot of comments coming in who everybody is feeling the same thing. And what I really wanted to talk about today was, you know, we've got all of these disruptions. And even for us as homeschoolers, we don't have those normal routine things that, you know, co-op here or a class, a, you know, piano lesson here or a practice here or whatever that we that kind of it gives us a rhythm to our days and that's all gone. And then for people who aren't like us, where we, you know, we do work from home, but even still but with that rhythm gone, that's all weird too. You know, how do you parent during these times of great disruption? And what are the foundational things that, you know, we, you build your house on the rock so that when all these waves and stuff come, it doesn't fall down. So what are some of those foundational things for your family? And, and, you know, how have you seen kind of some strain on them? I know uh, in, in our case, we've got three kids who can drive and who are taking college classes and all this stuff. And it's particularly difficult on them because they're grounded, you know, they're, they're stuck and there's no physical reason why they feel they should be, you know? So you know it, but it's still there, you know, so there's all kinds of, of new stuff that we're having to deal with, with any kind of disruption. It just, you know, we're in one that everybody can understand right now. Yeah. We we have a dynamic going on right now. Our 19 year old works full time in the medical industry. Mm -hmm. So he's been considered to be one of these uh, essential jobs. Yeah. But but he just got laid off um, this Not, week. Yeah, just for the week. Just for the week, okay. you know. Uh, they, they just decided to close his clinic, and they're they're not taking any more patients this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he came home. But when he came home, he he, he wasn't looking too good one evening, <laughs> and uh, just you know, looked a little out of sorts. And we were getting nervous. <laughs> and then uh, and then the the next morning, I saw him, and he was kind of staggering around. And I said, look. And Brooke said, you know, you need to go to the boys room and just you're going to take over the boys room. We're going to quarantine you in there, which means all all the younger boys, they come live in the living room. They're sleeping in the living room at night. Uh, And I this is where it gets weird. I asked him, I said, well, what are your symptoms? And he said, oh, I have a a stomach virus and diarrhea. I said, oh, that's wonderful. (laughs) Isn't that messed up? I was like, it's not a dry cough and you don't have a fever. Okay, good. That's great. Uh, (laughs) That's how messed up this whole situation. We're looking at the world through very different lenses right now. (laughs) (laughs) Totally, totally. So anyway, um, so the last few days, like that's messed it up too, because they've lost their room. Uh, One of my boys tried to tell me his math cool books were in there. I was like, what do you do, right? Yeah, it's like, no, he found, he found them elsewhere. Uh, but, but anyway, you know, I think one thing that we've tried to do is as much as possible, we've tried to stay on task yeah. with our regular routine. So like every morning we do Bible time as a family and uh, we've been doing it later than usual, whether later than we'd like to, uh, which means everything gets pushed forward, breakfast later, everything's yeah, later. Sleeping in again. Yeah. So, but um, 
but we're trying really hard to stick with the things that are the most important. You know, right. you can let some stuff slide. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but the, the most important things we want to make sure we get done. We're also pushing really hard to try to make sure they get through their academics right now. Uh, even though in Michigan, the public schools said that you don't have to. They didn't say <laughs> it quite like that, but basically everybody moves forward. So, right. you know, that's kind of how Michigan's going to handle it. They close the school for the year. And it's like everybody moves forward. I'm trying to explain to our kids that doesn't work here. Yeah. You don't just get to move forward right. in the next grade and skip three months and don't do anything. So uh, <laughs> that doesn't work here. But but I think uh, for us, you know, recognizing also that we are going to be heightened on just the emotions of things. Right. And being more aware of that. So maybe talking a little quieter, giving each other a little more grace, mm -hmm. recognizing within ourselves that, you know, we're a little more on edge than usual. Sometimes those things help to head off relational conflict because we're just more aware that everything's heightened. Yeah, you know, I think for myself, just, you know, some of the stress moments of this season, particularly for us with our daughter not doing well right now, a lot of caregiving, a lot of late nights, a lot of early mornings and uh, you know, that's kind of rough, and I've, I've realized as much as that's uh, difficult, we do need to kind of keep some of our main important things going. And the Bible time for us is an anchor point. But then some of the other kids, I have lists that um, I print off of the computer every week. This is not a new thing, but it's it's up on our fridge so everybody in the household can see who's done what. And yeah. they, they have something to turn to when mom's busy because I've been busy uh, with our daughter a lot more and sort of, you know, I'm home, but I'm a little bit unavailable. Yeah. And then if Israel's working, you know, it's like <laughs> our kids like to float. That's really what it comes down it to. They just like to float and they like to go do stuff like, you know, just go outside and, and forget all the tasks. And so right. while we're a little extra busy in this season, just having a clear cut vision of what you're supposed to be accomplishing. Yeah. One of my boys really today tried to say, I don't know where my list is. <laughs> and so I directed him to go check the refrigerator where it always is. And lo and behold, there it was right on Amazing. the refrigerator where it always <laughs> is. So, uh, but, but it is helpful for them because they, uh, they apparently got ADD from their mom or, or maybe <laughs> me, but probably her. So they, they have this thing where they just literally forget what they're supposed to be doing at a given point. So those academic checklists are on the fridge and then the chore chart checklist is on the fridge so if at any point they don't know where they are in their day they have a, a true north to go back to right. and they can go okay i have three things to do yet on my list and then once they're done their list then we can give them a lot more flex time and float time right. you know? i don't mind a little game time at that point but it's, right. it's just when they take the game time in the middle of the day you're like oh wait wait, wait. <laughs> just because mom and dad are busy doesn't mean you can float so yeah. that's helping us keep on task for sure you know one thing that uh, i was talking to some of my young people last week they were really looking forward to this scheduled variety show at our church which is basically where someone stands up sings a song or plays an instrument or tells a joke they just thought that was going to be the highlight of the month and it was canceled naturally and they were feeling kind of sad about it and just, you know, some, I think, missing out and seeing some friends and just, yeah, the regular activity, especially for the young people who want want their world to be expanded beyond the four walls of home. Sure. And so I was talking with them and just counseling them that it's so easy to um, be at peace and, and enjoy life when life comes to you, when you have the, the entertainment value, whether that's, you know, just interaction with friends or an activity you're part of or, you know, uh, what movies and so forth on the outside level and just being able to say 
it's not about what comes to you that is supposed to be keeps you going. You know, it's something about who God is living in us and us being um, being willing to be the kind of person that brings to the people around us, you know, brings comfort, refreshment, being able to encourage others and perk them up. And at this point for our kids, that's your family, right. just because of the, that's our limitations that's, right that's now. That's where we are. Yeah. You know, so just being able to not, not feed themselves. Like I have to have some input or I'm not happy from, you know, whether, whatever they make that, so that thing to be, but really making sure that, they're at peace because God lives inside of them and they're drawing deep on his word. Yeah. Some of the things, um, first of all, I really appreciate your noting Israel that we need to be mindful of even the level at which we talk and recognize that everybody in the family is out of sync. Everybody is off kilter. And I think it's hard. It's easy rather for us as parents to lose sight of the fact that even our little people are out of sync right now. Nothing is right. And they're going to react to that, which is going to impact their behavior. And they don't have the maturity that I would like to think that we have to work through it. And, you know, honestly, sometimes I think that even we don't have the maturity to work through it. You know, you, you just you stumble. Well, David, I don't does. have this trouble at all. It's, it's all me. It's all me. Um, <laughs> But but I, I really hadn't stopped to think about that point. And I thought that was an incredibly helpful just stop and think about how this is impacting the other people as you're looking. I mean, we still have to deal with behavior, but that that shift in your lens will help you understand better where they're coming from and help you shepherd their heart through it with the circumstances being as they are. Um, sure. One of the thoughts comes to mind. To, uh, just on the stress level, is I, I think just like most of us as Americans, we're processing this all very differently. Mm -hmm. There are some people who are hyper concerned. There are people who aren't concerned at all, and there are people mm -hmm. in the middle. Even in our family with our ten children, um, we have some children who don't seem the slightest bit concerned about what's going on out there in the big scary world. We have others who are on the iPad every day looking up the news and counting the totals and mission again and trying to find out you know oh wow there's this many more cases and wow. you know and they're talking about it and then i noticed with some of the little ones they don't necessarily talk to us about it but i've heard a couple conversations where they're talking with their older siblings and asking questions about the virus and so forth and so i think sometimes even if they're not personally talking to us as the parents about what they're thinking or what they're wondering they they hear conversations they hear news reports and they don't know what's going on out there so one thing we've tried to do is we've tried to um, have some open conversations just as a family on what, where things are at in the world and uh, our perspective on it, trying to have the intention of, of calming, you know, right. and, and, and then bring it to prayer, right? Because the scripture tells us not to worry about anything, but to pray about everything. And so praying for other people, praying for people that we know who are struggling with this economically or, or health-wise or whatever. And... Um, and so I, th I think just being aware, too, that even if they're, if your kids aren't talking about it, mm -hmm. there may be so anxiety that's going on with mm -hmm. them in the background that they're not voicing or expressing. But some of them may be concerned for just their own safety yeah. or the safety of their family. And um, I think that's something we have to be aware of as well. Yeah. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, that the, the Bible says that prayer, supplication and thanksgiving. Uh, kind of gives you access to the peace that, that God offers. And I think that we have to be an example of that. 
and being able to also, as you guys were talking about in terms of structure, I mean, you have to really work hard to put structure in right now. And some of that is a very rigid kind of structure uh, where uh, you need to be doing your, uh, your chores. Uh, this is the way the order is going to work out. But the other element of that is that there's an opportunity there, whether it's a, a game or being able to put different structure in because they've lost a lot of structure. So replacing that with time that they could spend together um, or things that you've always wanted to do, but you haven't felt like you had the time to do it. And so you have that opportunity as yeah. well. And now you can put that in there. Well, and another thing that we have found that's been really cool is stuff that we kind of thought had passed us by. We had grown out of, you know, we with the three we have four children total, three of them being, you know, taking college classes and stuff like that. A lot of our even Bible time where we were all coming together, it was it was a lot harder to get that time because, you know, he's got an eight o'clock class. And then, you know, so we shift it to the evenings and then they've got evening labs for astronomy or something. Yeah. You know, it's, it's there's all these disruptions. And now their home and we can have those times those sweet precious times like when they were little and when this first started that just about took my breath away because it had it had really been a long time since we could have that consistent time together and this is for those of us with older kids who are you know on their way to moving on and spreading their wings this is really a sweet reminiscent time in a lot of ways and you know i hope that the kids are enjoying it as much as i am maybe one of these days they will I, I, yeah i don't want to say that distraction is gone but it's different yeah. right i mean it's it's all the distraction you had before that's kind of been cleared out and you can kind of replace it with new stuff or old stuff that you yeah. just have kind of moved moved beyond. So that's been a really cool thing for us anyway. One thing I'd like to mention too, I think for families who may have been forced into this whole situation, um, maybe they won't, they're not lifetime homeschoolers. They've just been forced into a situation where their children are home from school and so forth. Uh, I've seen comments on social media, people just saying how difficult this is relationally and so forth. Mm -hmm. And I just would like to challenge all of us to remember something that that we were aware of more years ago. And that is that the time alone in our home with our children, that it exposes a lot that's inside of us that sometimes we really don't want to deal with. Uh, our impatience, our anger, our frustration, our annoyance, our children's bad ha habits and character and so forth. A lot of stuff kind of the pressure of that environment, it, it sort of brings a lot of stuff to the surface. And, you know, really that stuff is dross from a spiritual standpoint. It's not healthy. Yeah. It's not helpful. And and God's wanting to use the refining fire, the cauldron, if you will, of this this pressure situation to float that stuff to the top so we can deal with it and, and skim it off and get rid of it. And I think it's just easy for us to have a mentality of we want to avoid the context that causes conflict and and avoidance of each other reduces conflict. But when we're together and we're spending time, yeah, you're going to have more conflict, but you have greater potential for building strong relationship as well. When you learn how to do conflict resolution and how to forgive and how to be merciful and all, how to serve one another and all those things. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a wonderful opportunity for those who are 
maybe temporarily schooling at home and those who are lifelong homeschoolers like us to just remember that really this is from God's perspective. This is what he's going for. You yeah. know, he's going for contexts that create heat and tension <laughs> to do a work of sanctification in all of us. You know, if we're followers of Christ, he, he said in his word, that's part of the goal is that we become conformed in the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so here's a wonderful context for that to happen. So I just want to encourage parents, don't run away from this time. Don't run away from the stress and the pressure. Press into it and figure out how can we emerge from this closer? How can we emerge mm-hmm. from this stronger and realize that this, this context, you know, that Deuteronomy 6 context of having your children with you all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, it creates conflict, but, but conflict is essential for relationship and just like just like gold you know gold never becomes useful until it's refined and that's what this context is it's the heat and the pressure that does the refining yeah and in a lot of ways this could really be a fresh start for for relationships because Mm -hmm. god has made it to where we have to be together and you have the opportunity now if there are chinks in that armor there if there you know if there are breaks and little little fractures you know, we can fill them in now rather than seeing them just break or expand until that that relationship breaks. So I hope that all of us will be looking at this as a blessing from a relational standpoint and just just seeing the potential of, of strengthening those relationships right now. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that you mentioned, Israel, was about having open conversations and that's a big deal right now yeah. because everybody's going to deal with this in different ways. And then also you have uh, situations that are going to develop out of these close connections and, and, and kind of missing out on the structure that you once had. Everybody's going to be really anxious. They're going to deal with it in different ways. And having that open conversation is really important. And being able to kind of talk all that out and work it through. And as parents, also being willing to say you're sorry if you're wrong. Yeah. You know, not, you know, sticking to your guns and just kind of going down in flames. But... <laughs> Letting go. So true. Yeah, and we have to initiate those conversations as parents. That's our role. You know, sometimes children will initiate, but not usually. Um, especially I find with my teenagers, you know, you have to create a lot of context and space yeah. uh, for them to ever initiate something. But trying to have just family discussions where there's a platform for anybody to weigh in and share their views or their heart or their concerns or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think our priorities are really tested right now as well because – Again, you had that structure that you had there before and all that is taken away and you're trying to replace that structure and you're trying to replace all of that and your priorities are being tested because when you start to float, that's where you go to is you yeah. go to, okay, what, what was my priority? What is the thing that I want to hold on to and yeah. really being tested as well? Yeah, it goes right. back to those foundational things that you guys were talking about earlier in, the, in our conversation. From a spiritual standpoint, God wants us to be relying on him. And we throw things out. It sounds so cliche. It sounds like Christianese. We need to rely on God. But very rarely in our middle class American lives do we actually need to rely on God. And, you know, in this season for us, um, you know, 80 percent of our income comes between March and the end of June for the year. And uh, the events have, you know, have, have moved, you know, they've shifted. And uh, so so there's that kind of apprehension for us from an economic standpoint of, well, how does this work and how does this what does this look like? And there are people who are laid off. There are people who are self-employed and they can't work. 
uh, I mean, by the by, like the, the millions, right? I mean, this is all across the country. And then you throw in something like this health situation with our daughter. We can't fix that. We can't control it. And, you know, I personality wise, I'm a type A get her done kind of personality. And I like to control things. I like things to be under my control. And it's not right now. There's just things that I can't fix. There's things I can't control. And it makes you feel very helpless. And helplessness can lead you to desperation. Mm -hmm. But from a a spiritual standpoint, there's really only one of two ways to go with that. I mean, you can go into worry. You can go to fear. You can go into anger. uh, You can just go into frustration and stress. um, Or you can learn to really trust and learn how to uh, truly look to God and turn to God Mm -hmm. uh, and, and to walk out the faithful life right do we actually believe god is who he says he is and that he will care for us yeah sparrows don't fall to the ground without his knowledge and you know that he that we're more valuable than many sparrows and all those things where he tells us don't worry about tomorrow Mm. don't be concerned you know your family father knows you have need of these things do we really believe that yeah and do we really live that or do we just give lip service to it and then basically it's easy to be a Christian because, you know, the portfolio is looking good and we've got money in the bank and we've got steady employment and everybody's healthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, and, and our kids are watching us. I mean, they are right now the discipleship opportunities just by our own attitudes and actions are just abundant because of exactly what you were just talking about. They are seeing every reaction we have to all of this. Yes. Yeah. Are we going to be functional Christians or just Christians in word? Right. And so I I think we're getting a great opportunity to be really needy and rely on God in a way that's usually. Yes. Now, one thing said the other day, um, I I don't know if you said this or just something I thought through when he was talking uh, last week was just that we're created to worship. That's what we're created for, to worship God. And with everything we've had on, going on, it's so easy for me to fall in old habits of fear and worry. You know, what about this and what about that? And just realizing, even in the midst of uncertainty, being able to realize that we need to be worshiping God. I need to be worshiping God and not just letting what ifs consume me, even in this season where for us, it's just a little extra. Our home life is a little extra busy. Right. Um, and focus my attention on God. And, you know, I need to focus my attention on what's our next step and that type of thing, too. But in the in the process, making sure that this is uh, my steps are determined by faith and not by fear. You know, this is this season for us personally is very good fodder for faith. And those are steps that I take a good step in some days. And, you know, I, I hope that's being translated in my speech and my actions for my children to see. But, of course, there's days that I'm, oh, you know, what about this? What about that? And I start falling apart. And, of course, these children of ours, they see everything. And if they don't see it all, they pick up on it somehow. I mean, it's like you don't have any escape mechanism. You can't just go, I'm I'm just going to go to the grocery store and spend some time away till I can come back and be on for my children. And we're, we're at home. Everybody's at home now. Our escape mechanism is gone. And that's actually, I think, a good thing we need to realize it's a journey the Lord has us on of maturity. And right now we we're all in this unique situation where some of our props, again, like for our children's sake, but for our sakes too, our props of having the friendships and being for the extroverts to be able to go spend time with others. And even for myself as an introvert going, wow, it's 
it's been a long time since I really saw or talked to anybody outside my home. But, um, you know, just making sure that we turn ourselves when we are missing our props, turn ourselves to the Lord for meat, for food, for sustenance. I like what you said, David, too, or, or Leslie, one of you said something about kind of, I'm going to paraphrase because it wasn't exactly your words, but uh, kind of having some goals and knowing what it is we want from this time. Because we do have a set window where we know we're home for a certain amount of time and then saying, can we accomplish things that we wouldn't normally have time to accomplish? Yeah. I love that thought because I think it, it could be easy for everybody to just go on a massive Netflix binge and <laughs> yeah. come out the other side and somebody says, well, well you know, what did you do during the quarantine or during the social, uh, social distancing? <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you could say, well, we watched 200 hours of Netflix. Um, <laughs> You know, is there is there a project or is there something that if we really put our energy into it, we could come out of this and say we accomplished something that we would have never had to do any other way? Yeah. 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 And that those opportunities can be anything from, you know, doing a massive puzzle to something that has, you know, longer term implications. They're, they're really the world is our oyster right now of different things that we could engage our children in. And when I think of the memories that can be made, the the bonds that can be strengthened and, you know, I, I, I think that if we just adjust our view on this a little bit, we'll see that God really has a lot of great things waiting for all of us through this, this hour of uncertainty and, and strangeness, really. Yeah, totally. For sure. Yeah. Well, Romans, Romans 8.28 assures us of that, right? Yes. That God's working all these things together for our good. And it, it's not that it's all good, but together it'll culminate in something valuable and something beneficial mm. uh, for us if we don't bring back from it and try to escape it. You know, we just have to have the, the patient endurance on the part of the saints. And, you know, we will get through it. That's the good thing. We will. God's with us. Um, he is in control. He is bigger. He's greater. He's stronger. And we'll get through it. Uh, but I think the question will be, you know, will we come through it with a deeper sense of an awareness of right. uh, the goodness of God and deeper faith and stronger relationships? And you got to submit to the process in order for that to happen instead of pushing away from it and, mm -hmm. and trying to escape it and get away from it and re rebelling against it, being angry about it. And you know, we all have those moments, right? I mean, I, I have for sure. I've had plenty of moments where I've been really upset about this whole situation yeah. and I just don't like it, you know, but then come back and go, okay, you know, God's in control. And if he thinks this is what we need right now, then here we go. Yep. Well, I think that uh, one thing's for certain is, is that the kids are going to remember this. I mean, oh, sure. it's going to make an indelible impression on them. They're going to actually, you know, they're going to talk about this as history, yeah. you know, and they're going to, do you remember when? Yeah. And, right. and what are you going to follow that up with? You know, uh, it, do you remember when we had the pandemic and we did <laughs> X? And yeah. What do you want to put in that? Yeah. You know, and it could be a lot of things, right? It could be, hey, when we did that big, huge puzzle. But I don't really right. want it to just be, yeah. you know, I, I don't want to stop there. I don't want it to be just a big, huge puzzle. You know, I want it to be more than that. Um, mm -hmm. Big, huge puzzle. We repaired the the deck on the back of the house. And, you know, we spent all this time praying and singing together and really being able to enjoy this time. And, you know, that I, what I remembered and what I learned during that time and, and what you did, Dad, and that's kind of what we want. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's the way we need to be thinking about it.
Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm grateful, too, that you guys have opened up this online platform for people to have community, for them to get some good encouragement and, and, and t- teaching and instruction. It's just going to be a phenomenal opportunity. I, I hope people will make the most of it because, you know, we, we do have this technology that we really didn't even have at this level 10 years ago no, uh, or no. some of it even five years ago. Yeah. Uh, it's particularly what you guys are doing with the uh, the vendor experience and that. That's going to be pretty amazing. <laughs> and so I hope people will uh, will just make the most of this opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's going to be a, a greater appreciation for the time that you're able to spend together with other people. Yeah. You know, I, I think homeschoolers sometimes have a tendency to kind of isolate themselves a little bit sometimes. But then – you know, you get together with a bunch of other homeschoolers and you have this stuff in, in common and you just, you love it and you want more of it. And I think there'll be a greater appreciation of that. I, but uh, I think that there there is this time that you can kind of, you know, focus on things you normally wouldn't have a chance to focus on. Yeah. Um, right. And as for the exhibitor platform, I mean, the networking opportunity that is in that, the people that have been in there, they just love being in there and they don't want to leave. Yeah, it's, it's um, pretty fun. <laughs> And uh, so it's a lot of fun. I mean, it, it's a good time. Yeah. We, we answered to do a preview of it uh, the other day. You guys were kind of teaching the, the vendors and people how to use the software. And it was so fun because the people that we are used to seeing every weekend uh, out at the conferences, we saw some of them there and we were able to catch up and it was just great. We're all just hanging out. You know, it's, a, it's supposed to be right. just a training time. We're all just hanging out, talking, and how are your children, and what are you doing, and how's your wife? Oh, you had a baby. Oh, I didn't know that. And, you know, it was just, it was great to kind of just, even the preview that we got was just fun. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Well, and there's, everybody can hop in tonight just to hang out. So just, there's, yeah, there's an RSVP on the Summit site or on the at-home website so go there find the event rsvp plan to join us just come out and chat with people the people who got in last night had so much fun and i i did too i jumped around from table to table and this is just a great time to get to know new people you know we're trying to put it generally after the littles are in bed at least on the east coast um you know, there's the whole the whole United States, but we're running them long enough to where you can jump in anytime. So, um, well, we are we are pretty much out of time, but thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, Israel has a session this afternoon, though, that is homeschooling from a biblical worldview. And before we leave, I wanted you to tell everybody what they can expect in that session, because I want to make sure everybody goes to see it. Right. Well, thank you so much that. Yeah, I'm going to be talking about uh, what is a biblical philosophy of the different academic subjects Mm -hmm. and how um, these subjects can be taught either from a Christian worldview or they will be taught from a humanistic worldview Mm -hmm. and how most people end up teaching math and language arts and history and science and these different subjects from a humanistic standpoint, even if they're homeschooling using a Christian curriculum. Mm. And so having the big picture of knowing how to think biblically about each one of these subjects and what to look for in the teaching of these subjects that helps point our children to um, what God has revealed about his nature, character, and personality in each one of these subjects. Because God made everything. So when we study the academic subjects, we're learning 
what God is like and who he is mm-hmm. and uh, and then how he wants us to live mm-hmm. uh, using these principles that he's built into these different subjects. So um, c- kind of a, a unique perspective on learning how to think biblically about the different academic subjects. Yeah. So everybody, whether you've homeschooled for a while, you're just thinking about it, you're just getting started plan to tune in to Israel session this afternoon. I believe it's at four. It may be at five. I can't remember the schedule exactly, but, um, but this is also a great thing. If you have people that you've been talking to in your church, in your neighborhood, whatever, that are considering homeschooling, they've got their kids home now and they just want to redeem the time. Even if they're not thinking about homeschooling long-term, have them join us for this. It would be so good to get the marriage and parenting content to people who aren't even homeschoolers because it's awesome. But but stuff like this, no matter if you're teaching your children at home right now or not, you need to know what a biblical worldview for your kids really is through these academic subjects. So everybody needs to make time to hear Israel speak this afternoon. So okay. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. And we will leave this video up for a while. It'll be hosted um, as soon as I can flip it around in the in the at home platform as well. Um, And there are a lot of people who are making um, comments and a lot of them were making me laugh as we went through. So in fact, Jillian Bradbury, uh, I'm coming after you in a little bit. Um, But so I'm trying to listen to you guys while I'm giggling at what people are saying in the comments at the same time. So you guys have a great afternoon and we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you on site at one of our many events each year and throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Go to www.teachthemdiligently.net forward slash podcast to get more details and resources to encourage and equip your family. While you're there, you can also pick up the show notes and additional information from today's show. It's our daily prayer that God will encourage and equip your family through Teach Them Diligently, and we'd love to hear from you. Send us a note or share your stories with us on social media with the hashtag WeTTD. God is doing great things within His families all around the world, and we would love to celebrate that with you. We'd also love to have you join us by subscribing to our podcast and then sharing it with a friend who could use a little encouragement as they too follow God's plan for their family. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and I look forward to visiting with you again real soon.